Blog Talk Radio. Keep doing your thing because you never know. I might be sitting at home with a chicken bone, see y'all on TV. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> I know them, you know.
I got people that are yelling now. I got uh, James <laughs> Beppel of Beppel Comics in the building. And I got somebody else on 404. I don't know who it is. So your name? Clint. What's up, man? What's hey, up? What's going on, man? What's up, fellas? What's going on, Clint? What's up, James? What's, what's up, James? On? Hey, man. I got Captain Morgan. Yes, sir. Where is I got Clint. <laughs> Your man in the house. <laughs> and they ain't gonna keep on clapping now. We're gonna talk comics for an hour. We'll do it for a half hour so people can uh, get up and stretch out, go to the bathroom, whatever. And I'll play a song in the middle of it. But we're gonna talk uh, comics. Uh, I want to start with uh, if we start with Raymond, he could take the whole hour. <laughs> I think with everything he got going on, he could take the whole hour, but we're going to start with Raymond Sanders. All right. Um, yeah, this is Raymond Sanders. Um, you know, of course, part of Fantasy Art Comics with um, Taz Clement is online right now. My brother Anthony, Gabe, Ruben, and um, um, I want to announce our newly official member, Jessica Jemison. You know, um, she's come aboard, even though she's been working with us for years. But, um, yeah, we got a lot going on. I, I kind of talk about um, the Fierce Project. We just released Fierce Number 2 recently um, at a show in Huntsville here in Alabama. And, um, you know, the book did really well. And um waiting to get a couple reviews on it and to see what, you know, what, what the fans and the um, critics think of it. But, um like you said, I got a lot of stuff that I could talk about, but, you know, there's other members. Hopefully they'll come on soon so they can talk about the other projects too. <laughs> and we got James Bethel in the house. Yes, Bethel Comics and also B&B Comics. Uh, yes, Baker and Bethel Comics. Explain what you got going on, James. Y'all always got a lot going on too and can take a whole hour show. <laughs> Well, since this pandemic been happening, we sort of slowed down a little bit, bruh. Um, but as far as, like, what I got going on, the only two releases I got this year, you helped write one of the stories, too, which is Captain Jamaica. That's out. Issue one. Um, and then we got Steel Jaguar, issue one. Um, both um, characters in the um, B Brothers stable, but they're like, um, I'm trying to bring them on into the main the mainstream of um like with Z Lunar and the rest of the characters that we have. Thank you, sir. Uh I'm gonna say, Clement, everybody loved that poster, man. <laughs> everybody. They were like, Hey man, I you know, I flashed it on my phone and showed people I showed a a car dealer yesterday and he was like, Man, the detail Yeah, I know. <laughs> Hey, you know, like Ray said, um, we just finished Fairs Two. You know, um the book the book is incredible, man. Like, um, we really worked hard on, on, on Fairs Two. You know, like like Jane said, the pandemic kinda threw us for a loop. You know, we, we had a lot um going on throughout the book, man. We had some deaths in the family, so we had to take time out, you know. So the book we we, we worked on it, man. We, we it came together very quickly the last two, three months and um we put it together. So that's ready first and foremost. And you know, of course like I mentioned to you, you know what I mean, like I'm I'm still um, working on some things on, on, you know, pecking order, you know, with with, with um, wires and and slug spitters. So I'm 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 getting that ready for you to hand that off to you so you can work your magic on that, you know. So I'm gonna pass it over to you know Ray or somebody else to get the mic for a minute. <laughs> now I see. <laughs> I, I, and me. 
I got a lot of stuff going on, but uh, the main thing I got going on with the comic thing is uh, me and Ray just talked about doing a new comic book for a cosplayer. Her name is uh, Lynn Murray. Uh, uh, Mar- Lynn Marie, my bad. And uh, we talked about doing, well, Ray brought it up to her and came to the idea with me. Go on, Ray. <laughs> you're going to have to explain yes. that one because you're the one initiated. Yeah, um, and most of you probably have seen her on Facebook and Instagram. Like I said, her name's Lynn Marie. Um, I think her Instagram, I think she goes by Brown Legs, and um, she's been cosplaying for years. And, you know, I was just sitting around after the recent show did in Huntsville, and I was like, man, you know, these cosplayers, you know, and, and I know James know a lot about this because he cosplays, um, but they just show up at shows. They don't get paid. They just is purely for the love of it. And yeah. I was like, it would be nice to do, like, a story based on um, some of these cosplayers. Um, not saying they they need to make profit off of anything, but um, just to show that you know they're appreciated. And um, I reached out to quite a few, but um, Lynn was the first one to um, kind of um, reach out and you know gave me some information. And you know we just started um, working on some designs and. You know, came up with some sketches, and you know, we um, I, I sent it to Taz, and he started forming the story. So, you know, um, we're gonna yeah. go from there. So. The, the, <laughs> the, the name of the character is uh, Luminate. And I had to look it up because, you know, I'm a stickler. I don't know what that word meant until just now. I'm a stickler for <laughs> for uh, finding names. That I don't want nobody to copy. You know what I'm saying? So I go and research it and make sure no nobody else got it. Because there's a lot of people in the ICC and different other uh, comic book rooms I'm on on Facebook that kind of get stuck on names and have the same name as somebody else. So I came up with uh, Illuminate, and I looked around, and it wasn't there, dog. I was like, that's the ball right there. So we set it in. And I'm writing it. She's uh, she's half alien and half uh, earth, earthly uh, being. And uh, she's got powers from uh, her grandfather, superpowers from her grandfather on Earth, and she got mm-hmm. superpowers from the alien that was her real father. So mm-hmm. through the mother and the father, they both had different powers. So that's that's what makes it special, right there. Right now. Yeah, sounds good. Also, of course, I'm doing music and all that. I dropped a gospel CD last last Friday, last Saturday. Yeah, it's a gospel CD. Be blessed. That's what's up. It's out there on uh, (laughs) all music music outlets. And plus, I've been doing the show for a minute, so it's just not only on Thursdays. It's on Sunday, Saturday. Man, I do a lot of stuff there too. Since I retired, I'm working more, <laughs> and I'm writing yeah, a 500 page soap opera, which is number four. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing a lot more now, man. I mean, hey, I was doing it when I was working, but now, golly, it ain't like it ever stopped, man. It's crazy. <laughs> but I'm having fun. So, uh, my hey, first question for everybody here. My first question for everybody here. How do you come up with the ideas? I mean, I know how I go through it, but I'd like to find out for somebody else because, I mean, y'all might not write in depth like a story, but you do have a little bit of a story about the character so the person that takes over writing for that character can express it the way you already thought it out. I want to know how you come up with the ideas. Uh, I'll just start with Clement, and then we'll, we'll work our way backwards. And also, I see somebody else, but I know who it is. She's listening on the line, so she keep on listening. I'll, I'll click her in whenever she texts me and say she got a question. Let's start with Clinton. Um, really, like um, most of the characters I come up with are based off of people that I know, but you know 
they have something about their personality that is just different that make them stand out. And, you know, what I do is I take that, I start there, and I base it off of their personality, what kind of power or something they'll, you know, or ability they would have. And base their story about, you know, something that's kind of real in their life, you know what I mean? So most of my characters are usually based off of somebody that I know. And, you know, I work from there. Do you do you ever tell them, do you ever say anything uh, oh, yeah. to the real person like, yo, you do? Yeah, 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 I do. I, I, do I can imagine them, them going, what? <laughs> yeah. You know, usually when I, after I come up with the character and I got them drawn out, you know what I'm saying, I'll come back and, and, and tell them like, yo, this is, you kind of inspired this thing, you know what I'm saying, anything you want to add to it, let me know. You know, like um, I got a character named Alamo, you know, is a native Indian, you know, um, so there's an old man um, who's a native Indian that works at my job. His name is actually Alamo. They call him Alamo. His nickname is Alamo. So, you know what I mean? I based Alamo off of him, and after talking to him, I realized that he has uh, a lot of unique um, experiences, you know, because he's almost 80 years old, and he's lived a long time. And, you know, he talks about a lot when he was younger, you know, some of the experiences that he had. So, you know, listening to him talk kind of, you know, I, in my mind, I'm, I'm, I'm like listening to him talk, and I can come, I can kind of listen to him and make up some of the stuff that I'm hearing based off what I'm hearing. You know, some of the, the the abilities and some of the his personality traits, and mesh it into the character itself. So you know, um, the person that's holding online, she asked me to ask you, do, do the character actually look like the person? Um, I, he doesn't look like him, but I saw a picture of him, um, when he was younger and I kind of just, they loosely based the, um, the, the way he looks, you know, off of when he was younger. Um, mostly pretty much the only thing that, um, is spot on is the hair. Um, he had really long, long hair when he was younger, and um, right. I kept that. Okay, James, it's on you, James. Yes, sir. And don't tell me, don't tell me you met somebody from the moon, because I'm going to trip. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, with a lot of Captain Morgan, who knows? But anyway, <laughs> but no, man, but. Uh... <laughs> No, but I'm sort of like, just like he was saying, I base it off of um, people that I have met or known. Um, I try to base a lot of my story off of stuff that is happening, like in current events. Um, And most of the time, I'm at work, and the idea will pop in my head. And if I have some paper or anything, I start, you know, doodling and coming out with the outline for the character. I'm thinking about a name. Um... Origin stories um, and stuff like that, but usually that's how it happens. You know, I get this idea come in my head. I say, "Well, let me write, chart this down real quick," and then I start from there. But the stories basically, okay. I try to base based off of some realism. Okay, cool. Uh, Raymond. Yeah, for me. Um... Most of the characters, you know, I created at a very young age and um, basically over the years going through um, schooling and all that, I just redesigned them. Um, I always think about Fierce because that's the the character I I do the most on. As far as um, the artwork, um, I created him when I was in high school, and um, but um, the Crimson Stalker who trains the character Fierce, I created him like in the fourth grade. <laughs> so, you know, um, I think his name was Night wow. Stalker then. But when I got ready to put the Fierce book out, I'm like, man, Night Stalker's been used a hundred times now. So I turned his costume red and just 
came up with the Crimson Stalker, but you know, I want him to have like a real generic sounding name because I want him to be the old timer. But the fans really took to him too. So now, <laughs> you know, now people want to know his story. So, um, you know, all the characters I come up with, like like you said earlier, I can come up with the idea, but you know, I'm not a writer. So, you know, um, right. Um, Gabriel Smith took over the fierce writing and um before we decided to relaunch it and he just opened up a whole new world for the character that I never even thought of. Um and of course Taz, you know some of the projects I, I sent to you, like um one of our upcoming projects about um the enhanced power project we was talking about, you know, that's just an idea yeah. I thought of and I was like, Well let me tell Taz about this and then you wrote a whole story about it, so <laughs> Two hundred pages. Two hundred pages. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't wait. I, I like. I can't wait till we do that. That story is better than somebody else write it. <laughs> that story is better than Shay Diamond, in my opinion. It really is. Wow. There's so many avenues with all those different characters. Um. Again, the person on the line. I guess she thinks she runs the show. She says, <laughs> "Have any mm. of you?" ever drawn uh, characters that look like you? You know, oh, like I said, have, have really any of your... Because I, I, I kind of know we kind of like are based on yourself. Like, you know, anything that's oh, kind of yeah. close to your personality within... Uh-uh. Not me well, either. I changed, I changed that. I changed that. Um... Not that looks like me, but based off my personality, that that would be sort of the lunar, I would think. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Well, yeah, well, because for uh, me, you know. Go ahead. Oh well, when I was a kid, one of my very first characters um, was called Wall Crawler. He was basically me as Spider-Man, pretty much, and um, but he was a, of course, a. A, I guess a better version of me because you know he had all the muscles and stuff like that, like I didn't have. So <laughs> you know, right? Um, so he didn't actually look like me, but I kept telling myself he was based off me. <laughs> yeah, I think absolutely. Now, um, I got. Go ahead, go ahead. I got two characters I think that I based off of my look. Um, you know, especially when I was in high school, I made this character up named Ground Zero. And he, aside from, from the color of his hair, you know what I'm saying, he he reminds me uh, of what I, I look like, you know, so, yeah. The only, the only character that would come close to myself is in my soap opera, not in no comic books, but in the soap opera, really. And it's the gangster that owns the whole town, and she already knows who I'm talking about because she done heard a couple, she done he- heard the story before. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So the gangster, that's about it. That and you know, not so much the way the guy looks, but not so much the way the guy acts, but the personality as far as him making decisions between right and wrong. That would be me doing the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and plus, he, plus he's rich as hell, a billionaire, so <laughs> I really like to be that. <laughs> I really, really like to be that. Um, the color schemes, the color schemes for your heroes. Because, I mean, that's that's another thing right there all together. Uh, since yeah. uh, a lot of you do the art, the color schemes, do you, do you go into uh, thinking real hard about that too, as well as uh, the personalities, the character. I mean, everything that's involved. You go through the color schemes too, right? Starting with Clement oh. and we'll go James and Ray. Yeah, the the color schemes, man. Um, you know, sometimes I you just gotta experiment sometimes, or or based off the name of the character or the personality of the character. Or, or whatever, um, you know, characteristics of 
you know that that character you you kind of find a color scheme that that kind of works and you know like i said sometimes you got different variations of you know i i, I usually make like three or four variations and pick you know the one that suits the character the most right. the best and go with that you know or somebody gives me mm-hmm. a um a suggestion here and there and i you know I'll go. I'll go with something that works. James. Yes, sir. Well, being that I'm from Florida, man, we love like a lot of lively, vibrant colors. Um, depending <laughs> on the character, um, if it's a dark character, of course, the character is going to be like tactical, so it'll be sort of like some dark gear. But like with um, my main character, he's based off of the Jaguar color scheme because I love teal and black. Yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> so yeah, so you know, I take a little bit from here and there, but mostly, like I said, like I like vibrant colors um, from my favorite teams, or just you know, you know, everything down in Florida is like loud, man. <laughs> yeah. As far as like houses and stuff like that, so. Yeah, you know, so you, I, you probably get. Page. You probably get a little uh, inspired by Captain Morgan too, don't you? Yeah, man. Me and the, me and the <laughs> captain, yeah, we're pretty good friends. I haven't seen him in a while. <laughs> Ray, Ray, how have you been with the colors? Well, you know, for for fierce, um, you know, I experimented with him a lot um, when I first came up with him because um, I was a big fan of Spider Man and Spawn. So, but I didn't want to use those color schemes. So, um, you know, I went with the all white costume and added some black and then gray and all that. So, um, you know, I, I played around with a red costume, but it was too, you know, that's around the time Deadpool was coming around and stuff like that. So, you know, I didn't want people to be like, oh, he looked like Deadpool, even though I still hear that from time to time. So, um, you know, um, you know, just have to experiment and see what works and see what works the best. So, okay, we are at the halfway point. Y'all fellas can get something to drink, go to the bathroom. Uh, I'm gonna play your song. M- my boy out in California, this A N T. Uh, he was on the show before. He wanted to drop a new song every week. He ended up doing it for four months straight and got burned out and couldn't do no more. I told him I would help him because I, I, I would have motivated him a whole year. He wanted to do it. He tried it two times. He's going to try it one more time. Uh, this is A-N-T. The name of the song is Want to Stay, Got to Go. a meal don't want to see what it does to me if i stand still welcome to the land of the infinite bill where a three-week vacation will get you killed at the job or too often you're running your grill gotta learn you're better off keeping it sealed might get a pink slip for keeping it real they pay you money to bottle up how you really feel and it's a steal fifteen dollars an hour to help devour your will medical dental and vision to medicate your ambition too afraid to get sick as soon as you step off the hamster wheel without that fear nothing to get built but i don't think these buildings care how i really feel i'm at the age where staying home is a better deal than competing with younger people with better skills Better feel- 
Killing and canceling plans The serotonin Knowing I ain't putting on pants I stay calling in sick on all of my friends Don't wanna go out just to watch other people dance They call and be like, where you at, home? At home, binge watching, I can't go Gotta finish the show before it gets cancelled Let's pick a day to reschedule the plans though Used to be homies till I only stayed at home Now I get by pretending I don't need it Going out is a chore, y'all make it look easy Like every fool's ever laid in a tempur Sneezing and coughing until I call in My symptoms are gone the second I tell my boss I can't clock in must be allergic to work, I guess it could work, but I also better be allergic to shopping. with you man I'll be thinking about superpowers sometimes without even having a character you know what I mean something will happen or some something bugged out will happen and I'll be like yo you know say a dude just fell down the steps and you know in falling he's like caught himself or flipped over and, and he landed on his foot or something you know what I mean something bugged out will happen and I'll be like yo what if I had a character that just, you know what I'm saying, could act like he just falling over and uh, all of a sudden he always land on his feet or something. You know what I mean? It's just right. stuff be happening and you see it and you're like, yo, what if I had a character like did this and this, that? So a lot of times I, like I have a, a character's powers before I actually have the character itself. And then, you know, you kind of, write down stuff that um would fit that 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 certain power 
and then the, the, the personality along with it, you know what I'm saying? And then sometimes, you know, like like I said, it's based off of people. So that person will have a certain thing that they do, and they do it so good, you know, and and it, you can think of a power that can come along with it. So, you know, um, you know, some people just have um a, a animal like personality, you know, and that's where the their power lies sometimes, you know what I mean? It just, right, it, it right. just depends. Yeah. Um, James. Yes, sir. Well, me, I like, like I said, I just like sitting down. Um, I might see something or read off of another character. I say, wouldn't it be nice if I can change this about that character? And then it starts from there. And then I, you know, just make it my own. Or um, just growing up thinking about superpowers and what would you want to do? And you just give it to that certain character that you're trying to develop in your head. I did that before. Um, as far as like, cause like a character I have named Beta, um, I was just, um, reading about the, um, the Beta fish and how many varieties and colors they come in. I said, man, that would be great to have a character that lives under the water by the name of Beta. And cause their whole deal is if you get two male Beta fish in a tank, well, somebody ain't going to make it out that tank. So... <laughs> <laughs> and that's the whole thing behind beta and you know, just just coming up with little little quirks and just working the quirk. Right. Yeah, you know, for me for me, um, I created a character when I was a kid called um, Freeze Tag, you know, based on the game and of course I thought of Ice character and you know, we've all been reading comic books for a long time. We know there's a million characters that have ice powers. So, you know, I I would try and come up with a different way for him to use his, yes, he can freeze things, but, um, you know, it's a different way. Like, you know, he can incorporate weapons and stuff. He can't just create them out of ice, but if he's holding a gun, he can kind of form it into like an ice gun or, um, and he has different abilities, but, um, you know, what I try and show with him is he incorporate his ice powers with his fighting. Like he's a excellent fighter also. So he just don't go around freezing people. He just, you know, he uses a strategy, you know, um, to take out a large group of people. He might just freeze the room and it's so cold that, you know, you can't hardly function or something. So, um, right. Because we we all know there have been so many powers in comic books done over and over. So a lot of times if you think of it, somebody else has thought of it too. So you just have to put a different spin on it. Spin on it, yeah. Um, Again, I I think I asked this on a previous show, a couple of shows back. I still want to get your views on it. Do you ever see your uh, main characters... uh, Dying in and out, and you replace them. <laughs> I know that's a hard question uh, because they feel like <laughs> your babies. I know. Yes, I know. Right. Uh, Clement, going start with you. Uh, you know, I I I tend not to always fall in love with my characters simply because I've learned from the you know the big three companies that you can always bring back characters. You, you know, if, if, if you got a, if you got a, you know, a, a writer like Taz, I mean, Taz will figure out a way to bring the character back. So, you know, yeah, the yeah, more I've extreme, you know, the more extreme um, circumstances that you can involve your character with, if it works, it works. You know what I mean? You could have your character like Spider-Man died a couple times, it seemed like, but he always yeah. come back. You know, Wolverine yeah. died plenty of times, but he come back. Uh, you know, Superman died plenty of times, but that joke come back. So, you know, it's it just up to the creativity of whoever's writing the story and can come up with something that, you know, if your character dies, they can figure out a way to bring him back. So, you know, I have love for my characters, but I don't always fall in love with them to where I, I can't never kill him off, you know. Um, 
you know, I have like like I have uh the character based on my my personality ground zero. He, you know, in his story, he raises himself. He he raises him his own self. So, mm-hmm. you know, like really he he's going to die, but he raises mm-hmm. himself as his own son. So, you know, he is twice, tell the truth. James well, I never really thought about killing one of my characters because it's so it's so new to me right now. When you said that, I was like, "Wow, <laughs> killing off one of my characters <laughs> that, that would be sort of wild." Because we just try to get them started, but um, yeah. but no, I never really seriously thought about it. But um, I can say this: if I ever got tired of drawing or the story wasn't going in a good direction, I probably would think about it. Especially if the book wasn't, you know, real popular, so who would miss a character they wasn't reading about? Right. So that's the only way I probably would do it. Mm -hmm. And and, and for me, as far as for the comic books, yeah, you know, certain ones would be tough, but, um, you know, I tell people with all the, the movies and shows and stuff that you got now, you know, we're all fans of... Uh, like the Marvel movies, the DC movies, but I said the difference in between the comics and the movies, like in the movies, some of these character stories have to end. You know, in the comic books, they can just keep going on and on. Like these characters can stay young forever, but, you know, like in the Marvel movies, like Iron Man's story had to come to an end at some point because Robert Downey Jr. was getting older and getting too (laughs) old to play the part. And, you know, the actor that plays Captain America. So um, you hate to see these characters go in the movies, but in the movies it has to happen because the actors age. But, you know, that's one thing I like about the comic books. And maybe, you know, for me, I would love an animated series because, you know, I got so many fear stories I want to tell. Like, he he can be in high school for 50 years pretty much before I, you know, <laughs> you know get to him in college and stuff because there's so many stories I want to do with him. Right. But, you know, so it, it is a difference when it's comics versus, you know, either TV or or movies because you, you got to cut off some of these stories. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's true. Now, the only, re- the only reason I asked that, which I really wanted to talk about, and I know uh, old girl asked me all kind of questions, but uh, I love you, but uh, I got to talk about what what I'm getting ready to say. Uh, I know we all here watched Invincible, have we not? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. watched it. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> and there, was, there was nothing, wait a minute, let me say it in my ghetto. It was Nathan but killing going on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and so, so some of the people... It's gonna be gone. <laughs> that we wow. may have liked. That was a sub star, almost main star. That's why I asked that question. And my question is, what did you think of Invincible? Because I thought it was dynamic writing. Uh starting with Clint. Um, you know, I I wasn't really familiar with Invincible. Um, I had definitely heard about it, but I never like actually like checked into the book or nothing like that. Um, because there was a point in time where I had stepped away from, you know, comics and you know, and I um, that was the period where Invincible came out. But um, when I heard that it was actually um coming out as an animation, um, I decided to check it out, and I was um. You know, by the by the end of the first episode, I wasn't sold, so to speak, on watching it and thinking it was going to be the greatest thing. But, you know, by the third episode, I was really into it, you know. Um, and like you said, like, it was real – it had some real good parts to it to where it made me feel like, yo – um, yeah, we can we can actually make some of our characters do some of this stuff that he's doing and be um as dynamic as the story is um cuz you know especially like with Fierce right now Fierce has elements that Invincible has right now 
You know what I mean? Because like the the the, 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 the intricacies of of Ferris's story goes into the same balance that he's trying to have with you know a girl, you know, playing sports, you know, different things in high school, you know, and dealing with villains and trying to learn how how to um control his powers and and having a mentor and all, and, you know, it goes deep. So. You know, I actually see a lot of fierce in in invincible, um, interchangeable. So you know, yeah, um, I I really dig I really dig invincible now, man. Yeah, James. Yes, sir. Love the show. Can't wait for season two. But the only thing that's been sort of like getting on my nerves lately. All the shows are starting to look the same to me. Um, Invincible, The Boys, um, Jupiter's Legacy. Uh, I'm, I'm, everything's starting to look the same as far as the storyline, the killing, and all the blood and guts. And they're getting away from – now, don't get me wrong. I enjoy all the shows I just made, but they're getting away from the main thing of the storyline. I mean, yeah, everybody got problems. Superheroes got problems. I get it. But let's get some more good storytelling in there as well. I mean, because basically it's all getting blood and guts to me. I mean, because everybody, um, especially with Invincible, the man gets his butt kicked every episode, basically. <laughs> and then it looks like they're making Im- <laughs> Immortal. They're making Immortal a running gag because be, they bring it back. And what, what happens? <laughs> Utopian kills him again. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, it's just, it's just crazy. Me and, me and Ray talked about that, but eventually, Invisible is going to get to be like his name. Eventually, yeah. I guess you got to go through you got to go through trial and error first. Ray. Trials and tribulations, I get it, man. But every episode you get your butt whooped. <laughs> well, and, and you know, and like you know, and um, I I was a big fan of the comic because um. You know, back when we relaunched Fierce, you know, that's one of the series that I looked to to study and all that, that and the Spectacular Spider-Man animated series. So I knew the animated series of Invincible was coming. So, um, you know, the episodes didn't surprise me because I know the story, um, and I was glad they did follow. They they do follow the the story in the comics very close. you know, without giving anything away, like Taz said, he he does. I, I like how the first season went because, yeah, he does get beat up like throughout the whole season. But <laughs> if they stay true to the comics, then you know it shows him grow as a hero and changes that he go through. So, um, you know, I I, I love the show. Um, I love the characters. Um, I I do think the the book is violent, but. <laughs> Like James was saying, with a lot of the shows, it's like I don't know if they're going. They're trying so hard to make everything rated R now. Um, like I said, Invincible comic is violent, but it seems like they go out of the way sometimes to show the blood and guts, and um, you know, not trying to get off topic, but the one that still puzzles me is you know the Titans show. Why it's so rated R and all that? So. Um, I mean, like I said, you know, comics are for all ages, but um, sometimes it's like, okay, we're going to see how much violence we can get away with and how much over the top we can make it, you know. So, um, But, you know, some people like that. It's, it's not for me, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, as far as the My show, friend, I, it, though, I, I can't wait. <laughs> I love it, too. My friend on the on the whole, she said, uh, "Tell them all." I said, "Thank you for answering my questions." And now I'm inspired to create a superhero that can turn things into money. <laughs> superhero <laughs> named Gold Digger. Uh, don't steal a name, but that's already out there. <laughs> Come on now, <laughs> you got to put some thought in it. <laughs> you talking about thought? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. So, what is the, for your characters, what is the goal that you want to, I mean, there's a, there's a certain point in Shea Diamond that, that I want to reach, and it's when she goes to that alien planet. That's the one I, that's the story I'm gunning for, but 
we got to go through at least probably about 10 more, 15 more comic books before we can get there. So what is the point of your characters you want, you're most excited to present to people for other people to read? I mean, I'm sure you got a, a storyline that you want to, you know, get to so you're so you'll be satisfied with that story and be like excited the most that you put that story out there, or is it already happened with it? You know, at the beginning, starting with Clinton. Well, um, for each character, there's choices that has to be made. There's certain conflicts that um, that has to be resolved. Um, within their their span of um being their story being told. So, you know, it it starts off with a, a um a problem or or something tragic that happens that causes them, you know, to be a certain way and maybe towards the end or the middle they have to change in order to actually get um, to that next level that, you know, I need them to get, you know. So a lot of times, you know, with characters, you, you know, the issues that they go through or, or the, the choices that they have to make causes them to either excel at being, you know, a hero or a villain or, or, you know, whatever it is that they're conflicted with, you know, could either make them be better or worse, you know, and since, um, you know, most of my characters are, you know, like, um, villain type characters, you know, they either have to really make a, a hard or difficult choice to, you know, resolve whatever issue they have, um, going on. Do they, hey, with that choice, do they stay villain? <laughs> Only time will tell. <laughs> <laughs> hey, because like, you um, know, um, really, really, I'll, I'll say this: it's up to the writer if they stay villain or not. You know what I mean? Because I, I tend to like it either way. You know, um, a lot of my characters can go both ways, but. I like to give it just a little edge so the the writer could have freedom to do, you know, whatever he feels is, is, is better. So they buy killers. They buy killers. <laughs> they can go either way. <laughs> they buy. They buy killers. Uh, buy James. <laughs> yes, sir. What up? Hello? Uh the char- the character one of one of your characters you're waiting on a story. Is there a story that you want to present the most about that character? I'm sure more than likely it might be Z Luna, right? Well no, um but it don't have to be. I mean Z well, Z is involved in it but I'm also have like a um I'm trying to do a superhero team which Z is a part of called The Dominators, and I've been working on this book forever, <laughs> um, but I haven't got it to the point that I like it yet. But the whole building of the team and getting the interwoven relationships and stuff like that, I'm very excited about that to see how each character sort of plays off of each other because um, in this team, you got Z Lunar, you have... Um, Captain Jamaica, um, you have my speed, speedster name, Sonic Silhouette, then you have Liger, um, and then you have um, Spindle. So those five is going to make up this team, and everybody has um, different talents and traits they bring to the team, but um, Liger is like a wild card because he's a human-lion-tiger hybrid, so he has cat-like um, abilities, but he also have cat-like tendencies, and uh, if you know anything about cats, they're moody and they're unpredictable. So, you know, you got to deal with all that. 
and a team, and I'm very excited about the story. I just haven't finished it yet. Also, James, uh, when is uh, Paranormal Inc. coming out? Oh, you know, I only asked because I wrote it. <laughs> I only asked. <laughs> well, it's, well, as soon as this artist get his, get off his butt and start put, producing these pages, I mean, he only sent me, like, two um, two pages that wasn't done, you know, just this, this quick sketches. So it's it's in the works, guys. Trust me, it's in the works because that's going to be another one we're going to definitely get out there. And I can't wait. But right now he's still working on the um, he's still working on the lake the lake scene. So y'all can y'all can appreciate me writing because I'm doing a lot of stuff between the scenes that nobody don't know yet. There's a lot of stuff. <laughs> Ray. Well, well, you did Captain yeah. Jamaica. You did, you definitely did Paranormal E. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ray. Um, yeah, well, for Fierce, you know, the the story I want to get across to everybody is, you know, he's, um, you know, at the start of the story, he's a 15-year-old kid. So um, with a, with powers and now the the pressure of taking over for a um, somewhat famous crime fighter that's been protecting their city for um, over 25 years. So, you know. I, I want the readers to see that, you know, that's a lot for a 15-year-old kid. And, you know, not every 15-year-old is first thought is getting up, hey, I'm going to go save the world. It's like, you know, it, it, I want to do something realistic with him where, you know, one of his struggles is, you know, do I go play in this championship basketball game or do I go stop this bank robbery? You know, like that that's a real struggle for a kid that, you know, um, that's popular in school and loves basketball and, you know, loves what he was doing before he became a superhero. So um, I want to show that some of the decisions he made early in his career as fierce will have long-lasting effects um, even when he's a couple of years into being fierce now, like some of the mistakes he makes and what he learns from them. So just to show him grow as a superhero and, the ups and downs that he's going to go through with all that pressure of being the new protector of this city. <laughs> well, I want to thank you fellows for calling in and also my friend Tressa for calling in, um, Raymond Sanders, James Bethel, Clement, Romaine. Uh, the next, the last joint I'm going to play is one of my friends from Canada. She sounds like Mary J. Blige. Been told that every time. And I, my wife hit me in the car because I played one of her songs. And she said, you didn't tell me you got the new Mary J. Blige because I don't got the new Mary J. Blige. This is Lisa <laughs> Banton. Again, thank you, fellas, for calling in. I appreciate you guys. And uh, uh, Fantasy Art, we need to have a get-together a phone a conference call. Yeah, yeah, yes, sir. We gotta get everybody on soon. <laughs> and thank you, James, for calling in. We're talking. We're no talking. Anytime, anytime. All right, James. 